Well, welcome to Word Time. This is Coach Shelby with Coach for Christ. And we got Shelby and Shemaine here. And Shelby's not a girl name, by the way. I just put my first, <laughs> actually my last name first. Amen. Because it gives us kind of like that super sport SS. Any you know about <laughs> old muscle cars, know a little bit about that. But we're just talking to you from the heart and uh, just speaking to mm -hmm. you about things that, that God may be showing us and maybe showed us years ago, but seem to be more real today. There's, there's nothing more real in your life than today. Yes. Uh, we'll be talking about relationship and uh, we may do this every week we may do it once a month once every six weeks we're just gonna let the Holy Spirit lead and uh, we pray that you'll get something out of this and we know that um, the relationships we have on earth uh, whether we're talking about marriage or not and there's a proper way there's relationships you shouldn't be and I don't want to get into all that but if you can't build an earthly relationship how are you going to build a relationship with a Heavenly Father that you can't see even the scripture tells us in Ephesians 6 it tells children to be obedient to their parents or to actually to honor their parents. Right. It's not saying to do what is sinful, but it's saying honor. There's a way to honor people without giving in to their sin. And it says to do that, that you may live long upon the earth and it may be well with you. And I honestly believe, again, that these relationships, and especially, I hope I'm talking to the body of Christ here, that within the body of Christ that we have to teach us uh, or even a demonstration of the relationship we have with Christ. And, you know, not to pull any punches here or anything, but we've talked a lot about marriage, and me and John did, and then Shemaine did one on relationships here a couple of months ago. I honestly don't remember how long ago. It was a little while back, maybe six weeks, I don't know. Um, a marriage is a type and a shadow reflection of our relationship with Christ. God is the one who ordained marriage. He's the one who put it together. I know we've got a bunch of you Captain Solos out there that think you're Mr. Bachelor or Miss Bachelorette or whatever the case may be, but... Um, there's very few people that are called to that. What usually has happened there is that because we don't know how to build relationships, we've just given up and decided to fly solo. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. There's certainly no harm in that. If, if, yeah. if truly you have a relationship with the Lord, but if you're avoiding those and yet you have a desire to have one of those, don't go try to make it happen. Let the Spirit of God do the work in you that needs to be done and draw that one to you and it will only happen through your, your obedience to him in that relationship. And I hope all that made sense. So uh, not to hinder any more, again, this is uh, Ronnie and Shemaine and Shelby and Shemaine because it sounds cool doing that. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this, and Shemaine's got some stuff in Isaiah that uh, the Lord's been showing her. So I'll give it to her for a second. Well, in Isaiah 54, 5, I remember reading this many years ago and just got a revelation from it. Um, it says, once again, Isaiah 54, 5. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, like a youthful wife when you were refused says the Lord says your God yeah so the, so the Lord is your maker or for your maker is your husband he's the Lord and you know to add to what Shemaine put there you know the things that came to mind that we were talking about just prior to this recording is in Hosea 2 and 16 it says and it shall be in that day says the Lord that you will call me my husband and no longer call me my master now the word for master 
that they used, which was a Canaanite term for false deity, meant uh, was Baal, B-A-A-L. And so you need to understand that God was so um, offended at that, if that's the right word, maybe that's not the right word, but uh, it's an adulterous relationship to refer to anyone else in that, in that place, um, in, this, in this instance. But Baal meant master. It even implied husband. So uh, God is our master. He is our Lord, for the Bible's Lord means master. Is he really Lord over your life? Has he saved you, and is he lording over your life? Because if that's not the case, you can say that I'm saved all day long. You can say that I'm following Jesus. And, and if you're not doing as he said to do in, in the context of relationship, if you're not working on the relationships that God has given you, then you're not following Jesus. He's not your husband. Now, God said, don't call me Baal anymore because the Canaanites use that term. He said, call me Ishi, which is more uh, implicates relationship. And mm-hmm. as a husband, a relational husband. Yes. So you need to understand, I believe it's um, I-S-H-I. I believe it's how you spell that, a Hebrew word. Yes. And so he, he is my husband. And for you will call me my husband and no longer my master. So Ishi is husband and Baal implies more of master as they worship the false Baals. For I will take from her mouth the names of the Baals and they shall be remembered by their name no more. In that day, I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, with the birds of the air, and with the creeping things of the ground. Bow and sword of battle, I will shatter from the earth to make them lie down safely. This implies that there's going to be turmoil, there's going to be conflict if we're going to serve Baal. So many people, and and I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit here, so forgive us if we're a little bit hesitant. We're just kind of letting the Holy Spirit lead here. Our life is a preparation, but we didn't prepare a bunch of notes or anything for this. If you're going to do it the way of Baal, and you're going to do it as an obligation to a master, as a hard task master, then you're going to have trouble. You're going to have more trouble than a little bit. Listen, you're not good enough by your flesh to build a relationship with anybody. This is a spiritual concept. This is the idea that I'm going to be obedient to the word of God. And no matter what happens to you, no matter what someone has done to you, your understanding has to be, I'm going to do back to them as the Lord has done to me. Yeah. So, That's right. so that being said, what are some ways that as we're talking here that people commit spiritual adultery? And I know I just kind of blurted that out because that's kind of what, what comes to mind is, is, Anything, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, um, they don't fight, they don't argue. And as we talked about at church today, they don't, they don't deal with the issues at hand at all. That doesn't mean that they have a good relationship and that, uh, th- that they have a proper relationship concerning a husband to a wife or any other kind of relationship. It just means that they've given up on the fight. And if we're not at war, and again, don't pervert what I'm saying, depending on what the situation is, with the things that are contrary to the word of God to the Baals, as the Canaanites worshipped and called master. If we're not at war against those things, then you have already surrendered and you're living directly in spiritual adultery with God. Does that make sense to anybody listening? You know, the the thing that that comes to mind is 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And many of you know it. Starting starting in verse 3, it says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Mm -hmm. Though we, you see, to, to, to imply a master. Now, Lord, the Lord Jesus is our master. Let the Bible be in the proper context. Yes, he is my master. But the Lord clearly says, as we just said, 
Don't call me Baal anymore. Call me your husband, Ishi. Relational. Yes, he is our master, but he has a desire for a relationship. And if you don't have a prayer life, you don't have a relationship. We can't build this through the flesh. We, we walk in the flesh. We have a dirt suit. We reckon it dead. But we do not a war, war according to the flesh. We're not trying to build a relationship according to the flesh. There is a manifestation in the flesh, but it is a spiritual drawing and an obedience to the word of God that causes us to do what's right in that relationship. Which is when your consciousness comes in. Right. When you say or do something wrong and you have conviction about it later and going, why did I, that's your conscience and that's the spirit showing you, speaking to you. She says, if you didn't question that or have a problem with saying something foul or being nasty to someone or, I mean, yeah. just being rude or being a, you know, just, or a tit for tat. Mm -hmm. If it didn't bother you, then there's something wrong. If you're trying to win, it, there's something it, wrong. Exactly. And if you, if it did bother yeah. you, then that's, that's a drawing. Right. I mean, lots of people don't think of it that way, but, or they don't understand it, I think. Yeah. They know it's there, and they don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, that's the drawing of the Lord. Yeah. You're convicted by it. The flesh will try to justify, yes. but the one who's truly walking in the Spirit is already justified. We don't have to defend ourselves. We don't have to make a point. We don't have to win an argument. Yes, yes there's things that need to be talked about, and we cannot sweep things under the rug. But the flesh wants to justify itself. It wants gratification. Let me tell you what, that's an empty pit. That's a fire that rages that is that is never, ever going to be satisfied. It's not going to happen. No. You're going to wind up being in this situation the rest of your life. You're going to have to be the one from time to time to, to demonstrate the Word of God. You're going to have to be the one from time to time to stop trying to get even, as, as Shemaine said, tick for tat, all this kind of stuff. You're going to have to be the one that's going to stand and say, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, can we pray about this? You know what, uh, I see your point there. Maybe... Um, there's a misunderstanding in our communication, but here's what my heart said. Now, that other person has a part to play in this as well. That other person um, has got to, if, if they're in a relationship with you and they don't believe you, then you, there's something wrong with the relationship there. The first thing there has to be is there has to be trust. There has to be honesty and integrity. Right. And in the last message that we, we ministered, Shemaine, we talked about no secrets, no skeletons in the closet. Right. So this kind of ties into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. If there's skeletons in the closet and there's things being hidden, that you're just dancing around and you're not talking about. You go in there and you cover them up with a jacket so that the other partner doesn't see them or whatever the case is, then you've already got a problem. We've got to go back to the bare roots. We've got to be brutally honest. We've got to lay things out there, understanding that, uh, be honest with you. Start it, over. Yeah. I mean, even if it's starting over with the same same person. I right. mean, that's if you're married. Right. You know, even if you're engaged to be married. Yes. You start back from the beginning. Repent. Both of you be in agreement, repent of what you've done, and start from the beginning and right. and go by what God's Word says. Yeah. And that's how you begin. You know, we said also a lot hearing you speak. We, we talked a lot about um, practice, you know. And yeah. We didn't imply <laughs> practice. There's certain things that are, you know, that we do not practice. It doesn't come easy, though. Yeah. But it doesn't come easy. No. But wouldn't you rather, if you're listening, wouldn't you rather practice um, before... You've made that commitment. 
And before you got married, instead of waking up one day and say, oh, by the way, we never talked about this. We never yeah. practiced this. Oh, by the way, we're not in agreement about this at all. And it doesn't imply that you can throw in the towel then. But you individually, yeah. you as an individual, mm-hmm. you have to have that relationship with the Lord. And you have to be in the Word. You have to right. have your face in it. Right. Um, I don't care if you got to start by five minutes every morning, but don't stay there. Right. Go longer, and if God's drawing you, and you're getting something out of it, and you're you're soaking in it, and it's speaking to you, which it will, if your heart your heart is not hardened, then you'll realize that you've gone even longer in in the Word, and you'll just be amazed, and there'll be changes. Right, right. You'll be able to feel them. Some people around you might be able to tell, but you'll be able to know there's there's something changing but you can't you can't start a relationship until your relationship is right with your heavenly father that's right your heavenly husband that's right that's right that's good issue you can't you can't it's impossible it will end in disaster yes yes and that's both both probably you hurt and the other person hurt but you more because I mean, if you're in a relationship or you're trying to get into a relationship where the other person's not a believer, that in some cases the believer is the one that's hurt the most. The other right. person doesn't care because they live in sin. Right. They'll just jump from one relationship to the to the other. Right. Right. So make sure that you're in agreement, and but you you can't know what that agreement is and the depths of it until you get in the word on your own that's right you can't unless you have a relationship like you said with the lord then you can't understand anything that we're talking about so if we're not making any sense there's your sign (laughs) you know um this goes on i want to get to the second corinthians 10 real quick says that we walk in the flesh we do not war the flesh the weapons are warfare not carnal but mighty in god for pulling down strongholds Casting down arguments or imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So the weapons are warfare, not carnal. And a stronghold always begins in the mind. A stronghold is anything that is not in agreement with the Spirit of God, according to the Word of God. That's what a stronghold is. And you're going to have a hard time identifying that if you're not in the Word of God and you don't have a prayer life. Because if you don't have a prayer life, then you've quenched, if you ever even had the Holy Spirit, it's as if you stomped out the fire. The fire brings purification. The the fire brings warmth. It changes the thermostat. And if you don't have that fire burning in you because you have no relationship with the Word of God, His name is Jesus Christ, then you're going to allow some strongholds to be built up in your mind, in your thinking processes. The Bible says to the Church of Corinth, it says that, that, know you not that you have the mind of Christ. Well, of course, not everyone has the mind of Christ. And the reason why, go ahead. Uh, so pulling down strongholds or strongholds, um, they all begin with a lie or it's fear. Mm-hmm. It's It all begins with fear. There's always there's always fear and then there's there's an idol. So you're idolizing someone, something, some thought you have or vision you have of a relationship and the way a relationship should be. You... Right. I've lost. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, yeah, every, everything begins with fear. All of it does. And what the fear is, is that we're afraid 
uh, just get down to it and just put it blank instead of him hauling around here. It's that we don't trust God enough, and some people listening don't yes. trust God enough to just stand on his word because you don't see a natural manifestation right there at that moment. And so we try to take matters into our own hands. We try to build relationships with people who hate God. Let me say what I mean by hate. Not that they don't say that they're a Christian, all those things, but the hatred towards God is that they, the, the, the word of God does not govern their walk. Did you hear what I said? The word of God does not govern their walk. So they heap up idols. They lay idols to be created in the mind of ways that they can get this person to do what they're supposed to do. Let me tell you what that is. That's witchcraft. Yeah. The Bible, the Old Testament says, put yes. these people to death. Now, we don't put people to death, but I'm just implying that in the Old Covenant, God was showing you how serious he is about people who play games with idols and strongholds. Yes. Put them to death is what he said. Get them out of the camp. Don't associate with them. Don't fellowship. Have nothing to do with them. Now, I know that if you had nothing to do with every person that was headed to hell, that you'd never be able to minister to anybody. But there is a distance there. And I'm going to tell you, this distance has gotten real, real scary. I, you know, I, Listen, I'm real conservative, and I'm not 100% right on everything. I'm a man, too, and God is doing a work in me. But I'm telling you, there, there are people out there that... There's, there's people out there that are entertaining conversations with their, their exes, and yet they're engaged to someone else or married to someone else. There's people out there that... Um, are entertaining conversations, men with three or four different women by mm. text or whatever. I'm not talking about, listen, sometimes you work in a place and you got to be very careful with that. There are males and females there. I know there's group messages, things. That's not what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about when you're just talking about your personal life together mm -hmm. and messaging that. You know, uh, if, if, if a I have a female boss, we have several of them in our school. We got superintendents, we got principals, all that. And I get a text that says, coach, can you go and do this at the basketball game. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. But if that text comes through and it begins to go, well, how are you doing today? How was your break? And, you know, are you doing okay? How do or, you feel? Or, hey, can I talk to you about something? Yeah. Then it becomes inappropriate. Maybe and, you can help me with it. You're so spiritual. Yeah. Uh, that's... <laughs> and you say, and, and in that case, if you believe that's sincerity, you say, absolutely, let me grab my husband. That's right. <laughs> I know somebody who you can talk to yes. who can help you with that. Let me that. grab my husband and, and I'll be happy, or my wife. Yes, that's, that's awesome, ma'am. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel comfortable. Listen, I'm not accusing you of anything, but I don't feel comfortable being alone with you when I've got somebody else that I've got a relationship with. You, do y'all hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now let's go back to where we started, Shemaine. He said, God said, don't call me Baal anymore. You see, they were going to the Baals to worship their master, right. but they were they were saying God was their husband. That's called spiritual adultery. Spiritual, yeah. So even if a person, it's not appropriate, and you can ask Shemaine uh, on this one, is that, you know, a church, we pray. We're a praying church, and I believe that if a woman needs prayer or whatever, that I should pray for that woman in the appropriate way. Appropriate but place. I've even told her, I've, I've told my sister-in-law, said, you know, if, if someone comes up, and it's a female, just me and a female. I would appreciate one of you, somebody stepping up. Yes. Because the bottom line is, is I don't want to give any appearance of evil whatsoever. And I don't want to cause any doubt or any confusion about what's being said, what's being prayed about. Now, you guys may say, oh, it's just being a little bit. Well, good. You, you okay. keep doing it your way. Yeah. You keep doing it your way. I'm going to do it a way, the conservative way, that's, that's even if you don't believe, you think I'm too conservative, it's not going to create a problem in my relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, and I'm not a Jesse Duplantis fan. I'm not saying that at all. But he had a message one time and he said, uh, 
that a woman came in was coming on to him on an airplane. And, you know, most of you would be happy about that. I'm sorry to say that, but just saying, hey, aren't you, you know, so-and-so evangelist, this and what, just basically, you know, praising him. And he, he blurted out, he said, whore of Babylon, whore of Babylon, whore of Babylon. And, you know, I'm not saying that you got to do that every time, but he said, I knew that this was flesh mm-hmm. and I knew that it was going to cause me to start thinking of myself and receiving that instead of as my, you know, father in the face said, Larry, he said, when I receive a compliment, it rolls off my back like water off a duck's back. It just rolls off my face. I don't let it get in me. But if you know it's going to get in you, you better embarrass that situation. Listen, do you want to embarrass that situation to destroy what God has for you? So if, if a woman comes up and is coming on me and says, Coach Shelby, man, I've just noticed you've been working out and whatever. and Man, you really look good. And hey, you know what? I, I appreciate I love the way you preach. It is so awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is great. And you just really meant And I can tell that that is carnal. Listen, I just came out of one of those yeah. not a couple of years ago. <laughs> That's how I was I was deceived. And let me tell you something. That I would have been better off saying whore of Babylon because that would have embarrassed them. They would have left. That would have never happened again. But I didn't do that. And I should have. And I should have done that. So I'm speaking to you, you know, reality here. Don't let these strongholds get built up in your mind. You guys out there that are trying to, you, you're trying to date. And as I was talking to my brother this morning, you're trying to find somebody. Well, if your God is not big enough to bring you somebody, yes. you might reevaluate your relationship with the Lord. The relationship that I have with the woman sitting beside me right now was not something that we did. No. <laughs> it's the first time in my life at over half a hundred years old that I've ever been in a relationship. And I hadn't been in many. I'm going to be honest about that. I've been the ones I've been in. Um, I was married for a long time. But it was nothing like this. It was nothing that, you know, I wasn't looking. I didn't try to make anything happen. It was something that, that God opened my eyes at an appointed time. Right. And, and I think that's important to say to people out there because some of you out there, you're looking, and I see it, man. I see it on Facebook stuff. Man, you know, I'm praying, God, will you all pray for me that God will send me a woman? Yeah. No. <laughs> when you're in a relationship with somebody else. Yeah. Or you're messing around with it. Right. With the flirtation yeah. or yeah I, you know and so then you get 15 women on there stroking your ego saying oh yeah. god's gonna send you even if it's not them which really you're lying to yourself and right. you're lying to the person that you're right. you're lying to everybody you're just right. you just want your ego stroked or you just want to see how many likes you're gonna get right. i mean that's just yeah. and we're all <laughs> if you're really ch- yeah. i don't know i think someone who's really wanting a a relationship if God has called them not to be single then they would start seeking the word and praying and pr- praying continuously about that Lord if if it be your will please send me someone and pray for those qualities in her or him that God speaks about mm-hmm. about a husband or a wife right. that's in Ephesians that's right, right correct Ephesians 5 I believe yeah yes yeah but um and just you just got to pray about it but don't be going out and putting it all over there you know social media and <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me i don't have any other words well it's, it's it's this listen i, I do want to say this and shemaine i know agrees with me i we understand i mean i get it yeah. i've i think i might have done that once but i deleted it immediately yeah. and i was like what am yeah. i doing I'm, but that conviction and that just like whoa what did yeah. i just do 
when you know when I was single yeah. and because I was hurting and I understand that but go back and delete it if you, you're convicted about it if yeah. I've done that a lot of times yeah. you know the the one that God sends you is not the one that's going to come to your trap yes the one that God sends you is not the one that's going to it's going to come to your He's not going to come to your devices. God's not going to let you really me. Now, I'm not saying don't take a bath, brush your teeth, and <laughs> put some deodorant on every once in a while and all that. That's not what I'm, ta- I'm not talking about. But if we're trying to draw someone in by our own devices, that's flesh. The weapons are warfare, not carnal. I know that's a little different take on it. But why shouldn't it be? Why shouldn't this be referred to as war? Satan has declared war on relationships. He's declared war on marriages at the, at the rate of 75% ending in divorce because they don't understand anything we're talking about. And if you're in a relationship or in a, in a marriage right now, or you have a fiance, you need to reevaluate whether you need to follow through with this. And the other thing is, if you're married, you've made that commitment. And if you're within the bounds and it's legally under the covenant of God and you have come together and you have married and you're entertaining some of these things that we've mentioned here, then you're wrong. And I'm going to tell you what, the best way to handle something, let me, let me tell you that if some guy comes on to you, ma'am, or... You know, sir, if, if some woman comes on to you, go home and tell your, your wife or your husband. Yes. Why? Because even though you think, oh, it's it's never going to happen again, I put an end to it. If he finds out about that in a month or two months or a year, I can guarantee you the, the fight is on. Yeah. Because he's going to go, what? if it was nothing, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> if it was nothing, why didn't you tell me? Right. And some of you, so it goes back to what I'm saying, some of you are texting old boyfriends. Mm-hmm. You're texting acquaintances. Yeah, acquaintances. L- listen, we both sitting at this table work with males and females yes. to a degree. Do we? Do I work intimately with females? No, I don't. They just share the same building. Right. But I'm not with a female either, other than you know students in a classroom, which is male and female students, kids. I'm a grandpa. Come on, man. But if you know, so I'm not saying that. There's an appropriateness. There is. A, how are you? There's being cordial and how's your day? Great weekend. Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. There, those kind of things. But then there's inappropriateness that, that some of you entertaining that we just spoke of. And I'm going to tell you, the dating game, I'm sorry that if you've done that, if you've done that, I'm not condemning you. I've made my own mistakes. I never dated. I'll be honest with you about that. I just wasn't a dater. Um, but if you're playing the dating game, you're wrong. You're 100% wrong. I'm not going to I'm going to tell you what I tell my health students. Nothing about, good ever came from yeah. dates. I'm sorry. Not for me. I'm not me. saying you don't go on a date with the right person when God sends you somebody. You do. Yeah. Because you may have a good time. Yeah. But I didn't go out like, okay, dating different what is people it? to figure out which one right, I liked. Right or left swipe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't do I that. Did, I can't, yeah. You're, you're test driving. <laughs> if, if I tell my health students this and I make them do this, y'all going to laugh at me on this recording. But I make them write down the qualities, the things that they're looking for before they get a boyfriend or girlfriend. Now, first of all, tell them, you don't need a boyfriend or girlfriend unless you plan on getting married. But you know how that's going to work. They're going to do it anyway. And so, okay, so what are you looking for? Because I'm trying to protect their hearts. What are you looking for? And, of course, I always inject faith, you know, and you guys know what that's about. But let me ask you this. If you're single out there, have you made a list? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it may sound silly to you, but don't we, Shemaine, we study our Bibles, don't we write notes? So get your Bible out and write down some qualifications. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be vain things. Yeah. It, it needs to be things of the heart yes. and beliefs. Yes. You know, and then you could throw in there or just pray for it. Lord, yeah. I'd like a tall man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a tall woman. 
That's you why know, I, and it doesn't. Why I wear big, thick boots. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, don't make it vain, yeah. you know, and make a list of she's got to have this color hair and this color. I mean, that's yeah. just the Lord knows your heart. Right. He knows. He knows what you, what need. you need. You may need a monster. You may think you need a monster. You think you truck, need a monster. You might need a new girl, bro. That's right. <laughs> I'm just telling you straight up. And I'll tell you, man, we're going to laugh about that, but I'm going to tell you this honestly. And I would rather, please, guys, don't misunderstand this, and I'll clean it up when I get done. I'd rather date an ugly girl and wind up marrying that woman who loves Jesus Christ That's and right. is obedient to the Word of God than to be dating Miss America, who is flirting with the world now superficial praise god vain and yeah i have beautiful and somebody who loves the lord so see the blessing comes thank you praise and i'll tell lord. you this too and if it's truly from god and and this is was corny when i was in high school shemaine i used to hear this people i would hear older people say this says beauty is more than skin deep and i go yeah right mm-hmm. you know because i was a kid and yeah. I, you know i ain't gonna go some girl that ain't some good looking thing you know <laughs> and they were the same way a girl wasn't gonna grab with some slob you know and i'm going Unless they were slob themselves and they were desperate. Yeah. So that was, but I'm telling you, as we age and we become wiser and become more mature, it's almost like you wish you could reverse (laughs) and flip around and be 18 again and knowing what you know now. We just wasn't willing. Yeah. And well, and from in my experience, I had that list. Yeah. Uh, but there was no vain things there. It was all, he had to be a man of God. He had to be in the word. And But I got lost because I, the world didn't, I, I couldn't find that. Right. It was impossible to find. And you start justifying. So, I, you know, <laughs> I've been yeah. married a couple of times and it was a disaster. But I praise, I thank, I'm so grateful and thankful that the Lord's pulled me out of those yeah. situations. And it was Literally hell yes. in it continuously. It caused me a lot of health problems, but don't do that. Right. I got away from it thinking that it'll never, it's not possible. Yeah. And 40 years later, who knew the Lord was drawing me to my best friend? And yeah. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Nobody thought that, that's I, for sure. I didn't even think it. <laughs> been hanging around and working out for years and had no clue. Just, so. Yeah. No clue, no thought, no even would have 100% absolutely not. But Jermaine was talking about that list a little bit, talking about her list being a godly list, really what she's saying, not a vain list. Be careful, some of you making that list too. I want to caution this because the devil's looking over your shoulder. Yes. And he'll make sure to put the lipstick on that pig. And I'm going to tell you what. Satan will bring a counterfeit. And like he did. He, He will. He brought me a counterfeit. They'll say all the right things. But I knew in my in my spirit, yeah. I knew yeah. so things were wrong. But my fear got the best of me. Yeah. And we all do, guys. It's, this is listen. Thank God for the literal blood of Jesus, mm-hmm. because uh, both of us sitting here hate destroyed relationships. We hate divorce. Why? Because our heavenly Father hates it. Yes. But we understand that in life that there's a lot of things God hates that we've screwed up and thank goodness for the blood, thank God for the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ. And we just want to encourage you as we get close to the end of this lesson. And, you know, if this didn't make any sense to you, well, praise God, the next one will make more sense to (laughs) you, but go back and listen to the first one about trust and relationship. And we want to bring you one of these every once in a while. We enjoy doing it, just talking about where we're at. 
And guys, I want to make it clear. Like I say, we've known each other for a couple of years as we're going out on this. And, yes. You know, there was never... No flirtation. We, 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 we there, are, was there, no, there was no flirtation. Nothing. There was no... I never saw you as... I, I never even saw this woman physically. Yeah, physically just, attracted to you. So. There's, uh, sometimes we would, you know, what's the word of the day type thing. It wasn't exactly how it was always said, but what's the word of the day? You know, share a word. We're talking about a three or four minute deal in passing because we went to the same church. It wasn't flirtatious. It wasn't because we were passing. We were in the gym. She was working. I was working out and... Hey, the word of the day is this, man. You know, compromise is a friend of the devil, man. And you know, whatever. Hey, yeah. you know, she's reading her Bible. Whatever. What you reading her today? What's your word? You know, that kind of deal. It was truly an innocent. Yes. Um, because, and, and be honest, I would never even have spoke to this woman had I not seen her physically in the church. I wouldn't have. I mean, mm -hmm. I can't say not spoke, but you guys understand what I'm saying. So be careful. And. Uh, this is the, 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 the best scenario situation I've ever been in by far because I believe it's ordained by God. And uh, and I didn't do anything except pray, read my Bible, and seek God. And this yeah. is this is what and came we to pass. we were both going through struggles yeah. and looking back yeah. and seeing what we were going through is yeah. so exactly the same. So don't, don't do that. And guys, let me tell you something else too. As I was telling my brother this morning, you know, what do you do? What do you this and that? I said, well, I'm going to tell you something. When you're getting up there in age and you find yourself in a divorce, broken relationships, this and that, don't, there's forgiveness. There's a lesson in forgiveness here too. Uh, the people that you're going to most likely run across are going to be some people with some, with some scars. Yeah. And you know, the thing about it is, is Jesus has scars too. And the thing about it is, is if that person has truly repented and they realize what they, and they're willing to admit what they did is wrong, whether it be that divorce or whatever it is, and they're willing to move forward under the headship of the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God through prayer, then you can have a great life with somebody. All of us would love to have the biblical design for marriage to where God comes in. And I know I'm focusing on marriage now. We were talking about both relationship, marriage, all that kind of stuff before. But I feel like God keeps leading us to marriage. And so our podcast will probably center around that because that's a big issue today. And I don't believe, first of all, that you ought to date anybody that you don't yes. see as your, your potential spouse. Yes. You know, but you're going to have to learn some grace and some forgiveness because God's biblical design for marriage was you come together with one man or one woman, um, the opposite sex will make that clear, and mm -hmm. it's till death do you part. But we screwed it up, man. We screwed it up through disobedience to God, through letting strongholds being built up in our minds, yes. through pride, ego, and arrogance, through lust of the flesh. Uh, we screwed it up by taking ourselves outside the parameters and the order of God. But there's no sin that cannot be forgiven except that right. of blaspheming That's against the Holy right. Spirit. And you know what? If you're listening to this podcast, you haven't done that, or you would have no desire to hear the Word of God today. If there's any conscience in you about doing what's right and serving God, then good news. You can be forgiven by God. That's right. Be honest start and start afresh and anew today. I'm not telling you to go find a relationship. I'm not telling you to get remarried. I'm not telling you that you have a desire to be married, but you screwed up so much God's calling you to be single. I don't know. You've got to take that up with God. I'm just telling you that I thank God for giving me another chance, and I'm adamant uh, about serving God completely this time that I don't fall into the same traps I've fallen into before. Mm -hmm. I want to be a slave to Jesus Christ, and I believe that most of you listening feel the same way. Whether you have it or not, that's what you want. So our assignment to you today, and I'm going to let Shemaine close it, is to cut it off. I'm not telling you to be rude. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you to not be cordial at work. But I'm telling you, 
cut it off. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not telling you you can't speak to someone of the opposite sex. I'm telling you to cut it off. Cut it off. You know where it's inappropriate. You know, uh, listen, even when I'm in the classroom, guys, if a female were the last one walking, what are my kids? I'm a grandpa. Were the last one walking that class? I walk to the door where there's bodies of people. Yeah. I do not stand in an empty room with someone of the opposite sex. Yes, Why? When you're in a relationship. Because you give the devil no room for accusations. and Or even if they're in a relationship right. or they're married and right. you're single, you yeah. better watch it. I don't do it. I don't do it. I mean, it that's needs to be in open. ways. And nowadays, yeah. it's yeah. you've got to be careful with that stuff. But you don't want to be seen in a certain light that you're not trying to be. So just... Be yeah. watchful and careful and watch where you step. If you saw, if Shemaine, again, I know we're closing this, but if Shemaine saw me, I would be willing to bet, coming to work out at Fitmalize. And she would have seen, for the last couple of years, me visiting with women when I came in to work out. Never. We probably wouldn't be sitting here today. Unless it was your daughter. Yeah. Well, and I did do that. <laughs> My daughter didn't work out with me. But if she had seen that, I'm not saying Or hey, me and just in passing, yeah. we'd yeah. high five. Yeah. That was a thing that we did in church. So, yeah. Or, yeah. or knuckle. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> and so if she, if, if she had seen that and the other side is the same, if I would have seen her sitting up there, you know, overseeing the gym with a guy every time I walked in and him just hanging out talking while I was working out, I would be very reluctant to go any, to, to even pursue, even if God had put her on my heart. So be careful guys, guard your heart, protect yourself, look for integrity, look for character Look for godliness. Mm -hmm. Look for someone who, because see, if they love the Lord, they're not going to do the things, that, whatever those other things are. I just told you to cut it off. I don't know what you're dealing with. If it's not in the word of God, proper relationship, could you imagine going in and hanging out with Abraham's wife in, in the tent, just you and her? I bet you that old man would mm -hmm. kill you. I'm just gonna, and he's, he's a man of God. He's, you can say what you want to. I guarantee you would have killed you. Back then it was legal. Yeah. You ain't going to do that. Now I know you said, well, he slept with him. Shut up. That's there's reasons for that that we're not teaching them right now. And another thing, if you're in a relationship, maybe not married, or if you are married, mm -hmm. uh, if you have a boyfriend or or girlfriend, or you're engaged, if don't justify it by saying, "Well, they do it, so they're okay with me doing it." No, no, uh, -uh. just get out of it. Right? Get out of it, or stop doing it. Mm -hmm. And if it bothers you, because I'm sure it does, that's why you're actually doing it because they're doing it. Yeah. So that to, means it's bothering you, but you're just trying to cover it up. So yeah. you need to tell them about it and talk to them about it kindly and just say, hey, look, this this is bothering me. And yes, I've been doing it too, but we need to stop it. We right. need to put it into it. Right. It can't be like this anymore. If we're going to continue to move forward in the right direction, we got to put it into these things. And if they agree, praise the Lord. Yeah. If they don't, if you're not married, you need to get out of it. That's right. 100% agree. So what Shemaine just said is communication. Um, again, we'll But see give them grace. If yeah. they're willing to change and try, yeah. then put some distance there and say, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. You yeah. know, go to your pastor or go to someone who who knows the Lord, who you know that lo knows and loves the Lord. And that can help you in that. You know, if you're not married, but there's potential there and they want to change and yeah. you want to change, but there's got to be an agreement. And what you're saying is maybe they really honestly didn't know. Right. But I'll tell you, this is, this is pretty scriptural. And you never know until you yeah. talk things you out. You're talking out. And, you and don't most know people really don't how they're talk. feeling. 
Maybe we don't talk because we want to avoid fights. Yes. But if you don't fight now, you're going to fight later. Gonna fight it's going to be more costly gonna be, later. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be nasty. A, 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 yeah, it's going to be bad. You're going to hurt other people, whether it be your children. Uh, you're better off to deal with it now. If you disagree, praise God. Um, it's better to end it early than later. Yes. And maybe there's truly something that bothers you that is not necessarily a written word in the Bible. It's not being controlled or nothing like that. Maybe there's something bothering you. Say, hey, you know what? Telling your, your fiance or your wife, say, hey, you know, I'd appreciate if you do this for me. Yes. You know, if she gets mad about that, and again, I'm, I had nothing in mind when I said that, then something's wrong with that. Something's wrong and vice versa. She says, you know what? I, I'd really appreciate you not, you know, doing that or saying that, um, then you, you, you gotta be willing to bend for a relationship a little bit, not bend outside but the parameters of the word. Right. Not bend right. in the wrong direction. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. Right. But you know, I, I, we've, we've talked a lot about stuff. We've talked a lot about skeletons in the closet. We've talked a lot about things. And so again, for the 16th time, I am going to say that this lesson is coming to an end mm -hmm. and, uh, we pray that you'll share this message. We pray that you'll listen. And we'll get better, guys. Uh, but we feel like that this is just, we just wanted to do something today after church and have a little Bible study with you guys and just talk to you. Sometimes that's the best kind. We're not just sitting here preaching at you, but just talking, share a few scriptures and talk. I feel like we've done that. And you're welcome to do whatever you want to do with this. You can send it around the world. You can put your name on it. You can take our name off. And you, I don't care. Hmm. All I care about is the body of Christ getting set free. That's all I care about. So anyway, anything else you want to say to them? I'd like to pray. Okay. <laughs> me or you? Well, we can both pray. Okay, see, she set me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We worship you and we bless you. We praise yes, you. We God. magnify yes. you. Father God, we pray that, Lord God, this message was clear. You know, it didn't seem to me like sometimes it was, but God, it's uh, perceived different on the other end. The hearts that you prepared have heard it very yes, well. Lord, so, Father, us. we thank you that your word mm -hmm. is a double-edged sword, God. God, and we thank you it gets all the way down in the soul and in the spirit of man and woman. We thank you it is the discerner, the discerner of the thoughts and intents of their heart. And that, Lord God, that their heart would be removed and you'd replace it with a heart of flesh with the word of God all over it. God, we praise you, worship you, magnify your holy name. Yes, we pray for our brothers and sisters, God, that are in relationships, yes, where those relationships God, can become God, godly and fall under the order of the word of God, yes. under the anointing of the spirit of God, or be destroyed. We pray that, Lord God, those that are not in a relationship, if you called them to be in one, that, Lord God, that they trust you enough to wait yes. upon the Lord yes. and that you would send that person, God, because we know if you start looking, you start hunting, you're going to find yes. something, and that something ain't going to be yes. good in the end. Oh, Lord God, we know that lipstick mm. can be put on a pig, but it's still a big, fat, greasy pig. So in the name of Jesus, mm, God, Jesus. that they would find the pure partner that they're supposed to have, or Lord God, you would make them content being alone with you. Yes, and Lord sir. God, that's always preferable. That Lord God, Paul said, but yet the Holy Spirit, that I wish you were all like me, but God has not given that gift to all people. So Father God, your will be done yeah. in those that are listening. In the mighty name of yeah. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Jesus. the King of Kings. Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Amen.